singing. It's not all about us saying nice words to God. Because God is not moved by the word alone. So when you say nice things to God, God is not looking at the word. He's not only trapped like some people. They just hear only words and they fall in love without considering the person who is talking to you. So the person and the personality is more important than the words that the person is telling you. So you don't just fall in love without looking at the person. Whether just wait, you can, you can quote. Whether just wait, you can read them, but they are not part of your personality. They are not part of you. So we have a lot of wisdom that is going around the world. We have a lot of things that people, people are nice now in talking, but in their talking, when you balance them, what they are talking and who they are, they are two different things. So we are not just moved by the word alone, but by also who you are. So the same with God. You can talk nice words to God, but if you talk nicely to God, he can say, well, my son, you have talked nicely, so can I see how now you live? Where is your heart in all these things you are talking? So that's the reason why we don't want to give God a partial worship. We, don't, we want to give God a total worship. Where you speak word and God looks at you and says, okay, it is not only the lips. I can see the heart. I can see the person. Because actions and who we are and how we relate with things is more important than what we say. So just to begin with, since we are talking about being as trapped, we will start from the, the story of Israelite when they were in captivity. They wanted to worship God. God wanted them to worship him also. Now, the kind of worship that God want from them or wanted from them was a total worship, not a partial worship. That's the reason why he had to instruct or to call somebody to go and deliver them from Egypt. So, from there, I've understood that there are specific, there are some of the things that can hinder your worship. That can, can block and make your worship to not be total just because your mind or your heart or your, the part of you is not given to God. God did not want, God, God would have wanted them to, to worship them from Egypt, but he did not want. He said, this is not a place where this guy should worship me from. They need to come out of this place so that they can give me a proper worship. God is omnipresent, we say. He's, he's, he's everywhere at the same time. But he said they should come out of this place so that they can worship me. Why did he want that? It's because in Egypt, it was not only the Israelites were not only under the power of God. They were also under the power of Pharaoh. And according to story, uh, historians, they have said, witchcraft and all sorts of magic started with those guys. And Pharaoh, it was not just the, a mere stubbornness that he had to be resisting to the power of God because those guys were into magics. Serious magic. And God did not want 
his people to be bound to the laws of Egyptians. Because worship was not supposed to be a total worship. So today, I don't know. The reason why God has been, as we have been talking about deliverance or being unstrapped, is because we want to worship God with everything that we have. And who we are, total worship. So we are having uh, Christianity today where everything is fine. Most of, the things, most of the things are fine. In school, we are doing well. But there are some specific areas of life where you see that there is deliverance that is needed in this area. No matter how much we can shine on the pulpit, no matter how much we can shine when singing, closing our eyes, shedding our tears, but there is still one area where when you come back to your mind, you say, I need God. There is a niche Egypt somewhere in your life that is taking your peace. Very brilliant, but poor. Very skillful, but no opportunity. All the opportunity, all the doors closed. It is a kind of age Egypt. And God wants you to come out of that place so that you may worship him. And there is a reason, a specific reason that God wanted them to be out of Egypt. Though we may say, no, it is by the grace alone God delivered me so I can live, I can just be fine. It was not all about them being fine to be doing well in life. It delivered them from this rulership of uh, Pharaoh so that they can be under his power, not to be free to be doing whatever they want. So from one mastership to another mastership, it's not like freedom. There's no party after party now. I am free. Let's dance. It was not like that. But they were delivered to serve God. So today we'll be unstrapped. Not to go and have party. Not to go and have nice life in the world. But to serve God with what we have and the things that he has delivered us with. All right. Total worship. So I was saying in my uh, introduction that the reason why God delivered the people of Israel was uh, for them to worship him. He wanted them to come out of this place so that they may go and worship him. So, and when talking about total worship or just the word itself, worship, so most of the time when we say let us worship God, especially when we come in church, we usually focus on on, on singing a nice melody, a, a song that is uh, very emotional, you know, even the progression is a bit you know, emotional, uh, a slow song. That is what the majority of people have been thinking about worship. Now, in this context, when talking about worship, you find that we will not even talk about the singing and, uh, and word. But in some versions, one say, uh, let my people go so that they may go and worship him and uh, me. In other words or other versions, they say, let them go and offer sacrifices to me in the desert. Others, uh, other versions have said, let them go so that they may serve me. So you see that 
Worship is offering sacrifices and worship is saving him. So it is not only the singing. Of course, we also, uh, in some few days, or we'll be talking about now worship when it comes to the service. So now, since we are talking about the issue of money and everything involved, uh, material things, now we are going to lay an emphasis on saving God with what we have. Total worship. So, total worship simply means you are not supposed to be in the presence of God alone. You are not only supposed to be uh, giving God a partial worship only word, but when you come out of his presence, you are another person. So, in my own understanding, I can say the worship is partial. And God himself told Isaiah, said that these people are just honoring me with lips only, but their heart is far away from me. You can see that there is an aspect of somebody honoring God. The lips are really nice. They are honoring God nicely, but the heart is not there. So it means that worship is divided. So it is not a total worship. So when we come into the presence of God, so God is not only looking at what we can say, but he can also look at how you live and how you relate with the things that he has entrusted you. We are called steward. And in one of the letters of the Apostle Peter, he's saying that we are, called, we are uh, uh, steward of God's grace. By the way, I've written and I'm writing a book of, on, on that one, uh, steward of God's grace. There are a lot of things that we, we need to unpack there. We are just stewards on this planet. Nothing else. So despite of the things that we may say that we are possessing, but you need to know the things that God has given you is so that you can worship him with those things. Of course, the things that you can possess, the things that you have in power on. So can I have the first uh, scripture that is Exodus? Yeah, there it is. So it is just saying what I was, uh, I was talking about. Here we see that uh, Moses had the revelation. It is God who sent Moses to go and talk to Pharaoh so that Pharaoh can release his people to go and worship him. So when looking at this scripture, we see that when uh, God was instructing or instructed Moses to go and tell uh, Moses to go and tell Pharaoh about this, you find that the thing that God was wanting at first was the exit. So this scripture is going to bring up my first point. I'm not taking long. This scripture is going to bring my first point that I've uh, I've called exit first. Because when it comes to total worship, the first thing that has to take place, it is exit. To exit from whatever is suffocating you, from whatever uh, area of life, uh, situations in your life that is grabbing your peace to worship God. What is making your worship to not ascend up to God. So even when you think about uh, the presence of God, you're in the presence of God and something clicks your mind and your peace is gone. So already know that there is a kind of Egypt. And when talking about this, God wanted them to go and offer sacrifices. And sacrifices to him. So now in Egypt, it was a nice place where they would have also worshipped God. But the worship that was supposed to take place was supposed to be interfering to the God of Egypt. It was supposed to be a battle. 
So you can even see the response of Moses saying, if you allow us, because Pharaoh is suggesting if they can remain, they could remain and offer sacrifices from there. Now Moses having the mind of God say, no, it is not a good thing for us to remain here in Egypt and start offering sacrifices because this sacrifice is going to be detestable to the eyes and to the God of Egypt. So are they not going to stone us? Because there, there, there are some places and there are some situations in our life. We cannot entertain them. We can't tolerate them as long as there is it's like an infection that is grabbing your peace. To not flow nicely in your worship, in your serving God. So we can be the church as we are. We can say, yes, no, we don't want material things because we are, we are. So I'm telling you, the gospel itself, as people have been saying, I, it is an unknown author. I don't know. I, I, I don't know him as well. So say the gospel itself to be preached, it needs money, but we need to preach it uh, freely. But for it to be heard, it needs money, like serious money. So like today, if you want to go to China, are you going to be teleported by God's words to go and preach the gospel there? You will not go. So you can pray, you can pray, but the way God will answer you, he will answer you by giving you possibilities, monies, or doors, and everything so that you can reach there. So he can teleport you, you can go there, but once you reach there, people not believe in you. You have just appeared from nowhere. How can we believe that you are a true human being? And when it happens like that, if you come back here after disappearing, appearing in China, if you come back here, we run away from you also. Because we, that, 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 that cannot happen. Though we can say, no, God can do anything. But if that happens, we'll stop even believing in you. So God can only answer and the, the gospel can be preached with all these material things we need. And especially money. So you can find that you, we are prayerful. You can find that we are very intelligent even in school. But there is a specific area that is making, like for example, finance blocking you to not even study nicely. We have a lot of potentials. People in family, they are born with a smart brain. When they can be sent to school so that the brain can be challenged or expand. But where is money? Opportunities, where are they? So there is a kind of an oppression Despite of, you know, there is, there is a partial deliverance. So, things in one area of your life, you are excelling, you are, you are going, you are doing so well. But there is another area. So, he has said, they can go and worship, but not out here. But today, we are going to lay an emphasis on how to come out first, to exit from a lot of bondages. And some of the things, we entertain them. We are not talking about trials and temptations where God is putting you to test, saying, no, you will not have this, you will not so that I can see. You're, no, we are not talking about that. It's, it's not everyone is passing through trials and, and temptations. And so there's some of the things is just oppression. And when talking about this, since we are, we are laying an emphasis on money and how to use money, what Jesus thinks about money, but today we are going to see uh, to lay a parallelism between now saving God and, and without, with what we have and what is hindering us from worshiping him with what we are supposed to have. What is it that is grabbing your peace when it comes to saving God? 
What is the area of your life where you think that this is God's will that I should have this, I should be in this place. I should be at this particular position in my life, but I'm not yet there. Do you feel peace about it or it is? You feel that, no, it is the matter of time. Things will, will, yeah, it will go well. It is well with me. So we are not in the context of saying it is well. It's not supposed to be well. We need to stand and grab and break the limit. So when we see the word itself, Egypt. So I like a lot now studying words from yeah, etym- there with their etymologies and what. So when we see the word itself, Egypt. So it comes with a lot of meaning with it. So from the Hebrew words. So, by the way, it is very similar to my, my, my mother, I don't know if mother language or father language, uh, Swahili. So, there is, if you say it in Hebrew and you say it in Swahili, it's, it's more, like, it's like we are talking about the same thing, even the pronunciation. Misraim and Misri, so it is Egypt. So, the straight understanding and the meaning of that word, it simply means limit. Say they were limited there in Egypt. And God did not want them to be limited in their worship. He had to remove them so that they may go and save him. So today start deplorating or refusing anything that you think that is grabbing your peace to worship God. Not your peace to enjoy just life. God did not say, go and enjoy life. By the way, say, go and sacrifice, sacrifice where? In the desert. To save me in the desert. Not in Canaan. In the desert. God is good. So, that, is, that was my first point. Was exit. We need first to exit and refuse some of the situations. There are some of the things we can endure. Say, no. Yeah, we are in the desert also. And, uh, yeah, it needs to be strong because... Their life is not that easy. But there are some of the things when you look at them and say, no. Even what we were sharing with people in one of the office days, they say, even what is supposed to be a need, especially in Africa, the normal need, what the Bible says it should be a need, we even don't have even the small need. Is that normal? Basic need, we don't have. How can we believe God for greater things when we are struggling first just Rape itself, it is intercession and warfare. All right, we are not going to talk about that. That's in case we start having debate in our mind. So God wanted them to exit from their boundaries, from the limits that they were found in. And the reason was to go and sacrifice. Let's see. Two types of prisoners. In prisons, when you go in prison, you find you find prisoners. And most of the people that are there, everyone is longing for liberty. They want to be free. No one is enjoying prison. Of course, others who are desperate, they are like, even I go out, why, what am I going to do? I just want to be here. And most of the ones, uh, most of those who want to remain in prison, it's those who are not living in the cells. It's those who have got... I don't know if I can call it like liberty. They are living in the premises of the prison. So they, they think that they are free. You are not free because there are still a limit. It's only that you are not found there in the cells where you are not even seeing the sun. 
So you are different from those who are in the cells. That is the reason why you think that you are free. And this is what happens even to most of Christians. It's because you can do this. We can, we, can, we, can, we can worship God nicely. I can do this. In this area, things are going on well. And you think that you are free. But it's because you are not found there in the cell. So you find that those who do not, they, they think that I don't need freedom, I am fine. It's because even when they bring prisoners, they take to them and say, can you go to this one, receive us? So me, I, I'm the president, I'm called the president. But you are the president in prison, you are also a prisoner. Despite of the privileges that you are given, you are a prisoner. So you can receive people, you beat them up, you go and take them to the cell. But that does not make you a free person. Humble yourself, you are a prisoner. Chapwa. So you find most of those people, they don't long even to freedom because they are, they are in the court. They live there. But those who are thinking more of freedom, those who are found in the cells, they can't even see the light. It's very difficult. Those ones are, they are the ones who can even meditate upon life. Say, I don't want anymore to be the person who came in this prison. And their passion is not to go outside the, 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 the prison. It's to be changed, to be another person who came into this prison. And you see such kind of person, they are not going to be like free to enjoy life. They are going to use their uh, freedom nicely so that they are not brought back to the prison. But the one who is playing around the court of the prison, if they release him, he can go and do everything again. He will misuse his freedom and that the same person will come back. The same freedom will take you back to the prison. So most of the Christians, we have Christians who are living in prisons, who are still trapped. It's because they are living in the court of the prison with those so-called freedom, liberty. You kick out demons, they go, so they bring you this Go in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, I, do, I bind you, I loose you, I chase you, I put you in the toilet, I flush you. So you do everything, they are working, and you think that you are free. Am I talking to somebody? So you see that there was a reason. And the one who deserves to be free is the person who has resolved to not be the person who came in the prison. But there are others, they just like, no, I, want, I just want to be free. So what is it that you are going to do with your freedom? Ah, I think you, you are against my freedom, you. I just want to, to be free. I just want to be rich. Why is it that you want to be rich? You want to have money. So that I can be also good, so that I'm also going, I'm traveling, I'm, I go to Denmark, I also come back. I go to bungee jump there in, uh, in is it, where, where, where is it? Living Stone. I also go there so that I, I jump. So that is the reason why you want to be rich. Yes. What's your problem? You, you are poor. So you should be thinking rich. Why are you asking me those, those questions? You are against. No. So even God, the reason why he released them. So there was a specific reason. If you want to be rich, what is your philosophy behind you being rich? Behind you having money and everything that we are praying for. The spirit of poverty, I cut you, I bind you, I lose you. What are you going to do with those riches when God gives you? I just want to be free. I just want to have money. I just want to be fine. You are sick in the, in the bed, sick, so we are not praising that. No, I just want to be We had people where I'm coming from. 
So when they are fine, they are just, you never see them. Come, it is prayer meeting. They are not there. I'm busy. Come, it is worship time. I'm busy. They are just moving up and down, cruising up and down like Subaru's. But when, when they are sick, they are now available. Please remember me in your prayers. So church has only become only for, for broken people. But when you are well, but when you have remained bones, pray for me. So for some people, somebody came to me, I was like, let's pray for this sister. She's sick. I said, she's sick. Oh, thank be to God. Let her remain there. If the sickness is bringing her closer to God, let her remain sick for a while so that she's having more intimacy with God. She will not die. Let her remain there. It's good. So what do you need healing for? So that you start again cruising up and down in the Subaru's or what? <laughs> so there is a reason. Oh, sorry for the Subaru guys. So I'm not again. I'm talking about those Subaru's I saw in Livingston before I came. Oh, Subaru is nice. Subaru can cruise. That guy. You guys do not know what I'm talking about. So what is, why is it that you need to be rich? Why is it that you want to be unstrapped? To do what? You want to be healed so that, so what? Ah, no, but God is a good God. No, he said the reason why I'm setting you free to go and offer sacrifices. Not just, just to go and have a nice life. It's just sitting there. You just touch here. Blue band falls on your head. You just touch here. There is um, mayonnaise. And so you are just having a nice life. When it comes, I ah, know I can't go to church. You know, church people are very poor. Church people, the way they reason. So, you know, you can't just be praying, praying, praying. If, the God, if God removes those things, are you going to be saying about church people, church people? Remember where you are coming from. Were you born with those things? Even if you inherited, somebody worked from, for them. There was a grace that God shown or showed to that person for you, for him to leave that inheritance. You should still be humble. Just because the light has shown, ah, no, you see me, I can't mingle again with uh, these uh, tech people and uh, Turuka Hub because now I work, uh, they, they are going to affect me. And uh, because they just don't, well, they, they, must sound, they are just there on the computers, just doing graphics. And me, I don't want to mingle with uh, such people again anymore. So I can only be showing for service. And uh, after that, uh, I just go. So, man, we need to make money. Money in this world is all about money, man. That money. <laughs> Why is it that you want to be rich? So the second point is that God did not want a partial worship. So let's go to the next scripture. We'll see it. So the reason why God delivers them is you see that there is a scenario here is taking place. You see that Pharaoh was trying to suggest that they can go and worship, but not to go all of them. After he was convinced, you see, no, Christianity, uh, Moses was not only filled with the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of uh, wisdom, intelligence, you know, the fear of God, and all those things. It's not only tongues, please. Also, intelligence is involved when it comes to the Holy Spirit. So you can't just be saying, ah, you are too logical, you are thinking too much, you. Yet is no. So Moses was not, did not defeat Pharaoh only by the power of God, but also, yeah, through the power of God, but through also intelligence. 
there was a serious debate that they were doing, though he was not talking nicely. So after he convinced him, of course, by the power of God, so Pharaoh was trying to suggest if they could go and worship him, but not the entire Israelites, but partial part of, of Israel. Go and save your God, but don't go with your sons and your, 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 your women. They should remain here, your children. So they should remain here. So you can go only men and worship him. So you see, the enemy can, can release you to go and worship him. So you can go with this area. Yeah, you can take marriage. You can take this. But I'm touching your womb so that, uh, yeah, you just go. You want to, be, to get married. You want to be this. Yeah, you can go. You can go. But this area is mine. It can happen. And God does not want. He wants a total worship. So even when exiting, if everything that the Israelites came with, everything, including the bones of Joseph, out. So we don't entertain. So Pharaoh tried to, to suggest so that they can go, but no, leave them. So why did Moses, he had the mind of God, he refused. He said, well, we are not supposed to go and worship God, only men, including our children and property and women. We are supposed to go and worship. You know what takes place when we are serving God and when worshiping God? You can be nice. You can be fine when talking to God. Dear God, it's again me. I am your son. You see, I am here. So God can say, yeah, my son, I can see you. You are, you are nice. You look nice. You preach nicely. You sing nicely. You do nicely. But where is your wife? Why are your children? Why did you leave them? Where did you leave them? How do you relate with the, the things of the world? How do you relate with the things you are possessing? Your worship alone, as many you have come, Pharaoh has released you, is fine. But these people and your properties and everything, where are they, including the bones of Joseph, where are they? <laughs> no, God, you see, no, Pharaoh said, uh, <laughs> uh, we just wanted so that we worship you, we become more stronger, stronger, so that when we go there, we can fight. Battle belongs to you, isn't it? So, yeah. Moses did not say that. They said, no, 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 no. This is, again, partial. It has to be total. Not, God did not say this. It is everything. I can be in worship, shedding my tears, but God can come and ask, where is this person? What is this person doing in your heart? Where is your money? Ah, no, God, you uh, I've, I've given you my heart. No. Of course, you can have them, but you don't want to save them with, or you, are, you don't even have them. They are in Egypt. Very poor. I know God just received my heart. Me, I, I don't care. God said, no, from the beginning, I gave you all these things. You are worshiping me empty-handed. Go and look for them. They are in Egypt. Don't come alone. Don't come alone. Go and bring them. Now, the thing with us, now, when they say, go and bring them, when you go, God said, I need to go and never come back. You are taken. No, it's you go and grab and bring and start serving God with. Come out with everything. Don't leave anything behind. It is not, some of the areas, it's not, I repeat myself again, it is not God putting you to test. They are just in Egypt. Go and grab them 
and come and worship God with me. Tell Pharaoh, no, it is not only me who is supposed to be here worshiping you. But my entire family. Now when talking about my entire family, I'm talking now when you are having an authority, you are the head of this family, you, are, you have power on this particular group, your team, your, your family, your whatever. So it is everyone who needs. It is a must. We need to worship God with you. If there is something or somebody who's trying to show some stubbornness, ah, no, I'm free, I don't want to worship, leave my house. We have to worship God with all of you, with everything. With everything, including our properties in the house, they should be used for the glory of God, to the glory of God. The things, even in the church, the things that we have, we have to worship God with everything that we possess even as the church. We are on the worship team. We are entrusted since we are, we are, we are, we are stewards. We, we are instructed with musical instruments. We can't be nice to God but treating the instruments carelessly. I am telling you that is not, you are not a worshiper. So we have had a number of debates and a number of you know, confrontations with people. No, you are too radical. No, you are living in the mosaic law. It is not mosaic law. It is true. You can't be nice to God and treating the things of God carelessly. You can't be nice to God and... No, this one is nothing. It's just nothing to me. Who is, who is that? And when you go to God, God... Uh, this is a holy ground. God is, this is not a holy ground. What is this person doing in your heart? How we relate with things that we have come out with, the things that are under us, how we relate with them shows the person we are worshiping and the heart of worship. Let's come out with everything. So I'm going to the next point. And it will be a reflection even when we'll be continuing with the series, uh, losing and grabbing, possessing and all those things. You'll find that, yeah, even what I'm needing for, uh, from God, what, what, how am I even going to be saving him with those things? It's, you are blessed, you grow wings, you fly. Oh, that's when you become even more committed. What's your philosophy about being unstrapped? So, what kind of, among the prisoners that I brought, what kind of a prisoner are you? Is it the one who is just saying, I just want to be free. I, I just want to be like everybody. Can't you see that everyone is just fine enjoying life? So, you don't want to enjoy, no. It is a question. Why? Uh, no, there is a spirit of poverty here because he's asking too many questions. He's not reasoning nicely. Uh, no, you can, you, can, you, can, you can think the way you want, but this is God. There is a reason. There are people who have been blessed. After being blessed, oh, I'm coming to that. So, Total worship 
first we start with exit. Then we come to uh, not allowing partial worship. Because there are things after you have been blessed. Even Adam, when he was put in the garden, he found everything. So there are a number of things that God, when he was sending you, since he's a responsible God, there are a lot of things that he attached to you when sending you on earth. But now there is also this uh, Prince of Persia who uh, can just stand there also. They are just receiving everything that is you know, coming from God. So that is the scenario in the book of Daniel. So, but there are a lot of things. So it is now you to know, no, this is my need. It's not even the want. I need this. But where is it? Egypt, grab it. So, uh, you see that God did not want that partial worship. He wanted them with everything that he gave them, the things that he uh, entrusted them with. Now, the third point is when we are talking about total worship, it turns around the heart. The heart ca that can bring a total worship is the heart that is set on the things above not the things from below. What is, where is, where is your heart? What, is the, what, what are the things that are going into your mind when you are thinking about uh, your life? Uh, most, of, most, of, most of us see, the majority of you know, the thoughts and the things that we have is to think about life. What? What the Bible is not, what the Bible is saying to not worry about. That is what we are worrying. And somebody told me, if the Bible says, do not worry, it's because God knows that we always worry. That's the reason why it tells you to not worry. So if he say, do not go, it's because he knows that we always go. That's the reason why I said, if we were not going, we would have not said it. So everything that the Bible is saying and instructing us is because they know that that is what we usually want. And the reason why he's giving us instructions is not just to make to God to become a, a God, you know, he's, he's a very tough God because uh, instructions. No, it's for our own good. So, in this series, uh, we, we, we can't just be talking about you no know, money and possessions without touching the attitude of the heart. How we save God. It goes to the heart. And the people say, ah, no, money is, money is very bad. No, these things, ah, no, cars are very bad. No, these things are very bad. No, they are not bad. It is the heart behind that. The heart behind that. And we can't talk about money if we will not touch about integrity of life, of heart. And when we are talking about integrity, we should find the people who are upright and when it comes to integrity, where? In church and in the kingdom of God. So we'll see in the book of Psalms. So it says, put your trust, uh, put not your trust in uh, extortion. Set no vain hopes in robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart on them. 
thank you so much. This is what I, need, I needed. So it says, if riches increase, do not set your heart on them. It is good to have riches. It's good to be rich. But it is wrong if your heart is put in. Because all these things can go, can come and go at any time. So you can be rich. You can be having businesses. God can entrust you with a lot of riches. But he's not telling you that you should put your heart in it. The reason why people are collapsing, the reason why people are dying just because they have lost the things, just because their company has collapsed, is because they put their hearts in those riches. And when there is a bankruptcy, and when the car crash, and when the, 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 the plane whatever crash, and the business that they had, including their hearts, if your heart was put in those things, it is also crashed. And this is what is affecting even our relationship with God. Because your heart is supposed to be reserved only for God, not for the things of this world. So nothing in your heart should be elevated more than the love of God you have. Nothing in your, in your heart should be worshipped or crowned or enthroned than God himself. Your heart, our heart, primarily is for God. No matter how rich you can be, no matter how brilliant you can be, no matter the possessions you can have, you don't put your heart in them. Because once they go, once they vanish, it means that they go with your heart. We have seen people. Now, we see Jobs, maybe, as for him, they, he did not die because his heart maybe was not put in the riches that he had. But we have people, just a little thing, when it happens to them, they, their relationship with God is affected. Because your heart is not, again, healthy. I can't feel God anymore. It's because your, your heart is crushed with the things of this world. The things that you have lost. With your carelessly living that you, you, you had. And when coming to God, it's like you can't even feel God himself. No, God does not exist. And everyone has become a thief just because they have robbed you. Just because you have lost things and, and you are no longer trusting anybody because of what you experienced in the world. And when coming to God, your heart has ceased to be healthy. Who has, who has broken? Who, what has crushed that heart? Is it God who crushed that heart? Or it's because you were careless on how, on what you were elevating in your heart. And after we have lived like that, and when coming, we are no longer sensitive even to the spirit of God. Because the ground itself where God is supposed to be landing in is crushed. And what crushed it? The things of this world. They are the things that you need. Why is it that we have a lot of people killing each other? Because of these possessions that we are having in companies, including in churches, people poisoning each other. It's because we put so much our heart in the things of of, of this world, the material possessions that you are having. We can be nice, all of us here, we are very good friends, but when there is some element, some few things that are added on this, no, this one can be responsible, this, this one is given the, the, the account number, this one is given the car, this one is given the bicycle, and you are given the laptop for this, uh, for, for, for this work, and you see that those things start now bringing issues. Are they the things, is it the things bringing issues or the hearts, that, the passion of, of, of those things that we have? Why didn't they give me? So why only him? Why is it that only? So all those things can come if the heart 
is not set on things above. We so much focus on things of this world. So if they have given him money to be managing, what's the problem? How many people can manage money in this company? It's only one person. You are upright. You are trustworthy. Remain. Your turn will come. This laptop is only for this office. And when you see the laptop, your heart is, why didn't they give it to, to me? And because your heart beats for the things of this world. And that is where hatred comes. And that is where killing comes in. And somebody can say, ah, no, killing. But we don't kill people. Killing starts with hatred inside and the word that we speak against people. It starts with gossip. So when you say it's nothing, so it means that that person means nothing on this planet. So you have already, you have bound that person. And when you are saying like that, you are talking to the prince of this world. They are catching, even when you have spoken, when you are in, I don't know, in Tanzania, you have spoken against somebody. So the Bible is calling the, the, the devil the prince of this world, like the prince of the air. So when you speak word against somebody, coming from your heart, so the prince of the air catches because words, they go in the air. So they will go and manufacture things. And the same things that you are speaking against somebody, it can happen. And you can say, no, we have been talking about that. You see, he, I said it. I said, you, you cursed him in advance. It's not an incidence. It's not an incidence. In whatever condition you have put. And that's how we are killing each other. So in the Jewish culture, they are saying embarrassing somebody is like shedding the blood or killing somebody. Because they are saying that uh, when you embarrass somebody, it's only that some of us, I was, I was sharing with uh, some people, I said, some of us with our good skin is very nice. Even when you are embarrassed, your face will not become red. But for some friends, when they are embarrassed, so they, they are saying shedding innocent blood. Because when somebody is embarrassed, the blood comes to the face. We are blessed it's because our skin is very stubborn and the color. We don't see it. But that is what comes. You are shedding innocent blood. It is literally killing somebody. Is that a heart of a worshiper? Is this how we are supposed to be worshiping God after we have shed innocent blood? Over small, small things. We were good friends all this time. But when they have brought this thing that says, no, this, but it is not only for you, but it's for this one. But why, why, why only him? Can you be trusted? You see, in this world, there are some positions in, in societies or in companies. They do not need professionals. They need trustworthiness. So you just come with your trustworthiness. We will train you. Because if we bring a professional, it will be stealing using the professionalism in this earth. If they don't have an upright heart. We don't want them. Since they know a lot of computers, they can be just doing like this. Stealing from the company. Cracking programs. Doing this. They have spent like this, but they have cracked. It is not showing like that. They don't want that. They want an upright heart. Where is your heart? Can you be trusted? Christians, can we be trusted? We have had people who were trusted. No, we needed a Christian, a good Christian. Let them occupy this position. Entrusted in this. Take the car. Take money. Ah, after some six months, I don't know if it is revival or they have reborn again or... They have reformed or they have backslidden. Ah, things just change. Everything doubled up. Ah, I, think I, I think as for me, uh, one wife is not enough. Mm, with all this money. <laughs> ah, with all this big car. All, all the ladies in the area, they have become, they have become theirs. <laughs> but this is the person we trusted. A holy brother of God. A holy sister of God. After they have been entrusted with all these things. Now, can, and the people are saying, no, money is bad, the riches are bad. Now, let's just understand each other here. What has made, what has taken place 
for the heart to be turned? Is it money or is it is the heart? What is the reason why you wanted to be? Can you can you just do 10 kilometers here? Coming, yeah, just reach to up here, coming to up here, coming with mileage, 1052 kilometers. I said, brothers, but it is just here. I said, ah no, you see, I don't know, maybe the car was lifted and the, the wheels were spinning in vain and the mileage were counting. Maybe stop place like that. We, are, we don't have trustworthy again in our midst. Christians should be people who should be trusted when it comes to money and management, treasure position, or, or is it stewardship? It is us because it is part of worship. I can't be unfair on how I'm treating the piano. I know it is just the piano. Let me just put it there. Uh, oh, Father, we declare that we love you. Who loves me? How you are treating my things? I was sharing with my brother, I said, he's in Lusaka, I said, how you live with these things when you go, when it is nice, the next person comes and say, who was using this piano? I said, it is brother so-so. Ah, he has kept it nice. You have left a good name. Now, we have people and Christians, when you are interested, you are using for your own glory. Hey, party after party, I don't care. They will buy. Just because it's not yours, it is not a heart of worship. It is not a heart. That is what is hindering our worship to God. And we can be busy crying, crying. God is not listening to my prayers. The small areas that God has given you, the things that he has entrusted you, how you relate with them, they are also part of your worship. How we treat each other, it is part of our worship. It is part of our worship. Open church, we are here with all the team. We are fine. We are doing well. I know we love each other. But let's just mo- see more things start coming. We have in two buses. We have in two motorbikes, uh, whatever bicycles. Uh, uh, we have even a plane that will be taking people from Denmark coming here straight. So everything. And you, uh, we see how we are interested in these things. Let's see how we'll be relating with each other. If somebody's interested with it. So you don't put your, it's just a need. It's just a need. It's, it is just a bicycle. Why? No. Since they gave him a bicycle. So you cool down. What's your problem? Where is your heart? If riches open church, if riches increase, don't put your heart in them. Let's change. Let us not change the way we relate to one another because of the responsibilities we are given. No one is here forever. People out there in the churches poisoning each other. It's because of these possessions, the things. Is ah, ah, the one counting the tithe. So ah, no, these people, I'm sure. So when you have been disappointed outside there, your, your heart was crushed because of some of the things. The chances are there and the danger is that you will be start seeing, you start seeing everyone like those ones who did things to you. I know I don't trust them. They are thieves. They, they are cheaters. So everyone has become wrong, including in the, the things, even what God is bringing to you. Everything has become wrong. So the only one is right, perfect, beautiful. Thou among thousand and thousand, it's only you. So everyone is wrong. Ah, no, me, I don't trust these people. <laughs> Especially these people you see they're on stage. Ah, me, I, I no longer trust. So if you experienced something because of how you did not manage your heart outside, it is not everyone. So if you, they can give you something to be managing and you will be stealing, you'll be blessing yourself from there and misusing them. So whenever you are looking at, ah, is driving that car. He has been doing things. That is you. It's not him. It is your heart that is thinking like that. So if they give you, it will be party after party. But not him. So it is your heart that is showing you that you can do that if you are the one to be given that. Not everyone. 
heart. Not everyone is thinking the same. Christians, where is our heart? Even in the next step of your life that you need right now. You need a breakthrough financially. You need to, to be this. You need your children to be doing this. You need your life to go at least on this next level. Where is God in everything in all the plannings that you are doing about the things that you are asking from God? There is nothing wrong to have all these things. We need them. It's like our parents. Daddy, I need, I want, I want to say. For, for what reason? <sighs> just give. I just want an iPhone 13. For what? Because I'm taught that it has got nice pictures. So, go and buy the camera. <laughs> so, why, 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 where is your heart? What are you pursuing for you to have those things? You see that the enemy can, we are talking about Egypt, but there are some of the things God can ask. You need this for what reason? You want to call yourself into mission, into the mission that God is. No, God, ah, since they're talking about this, let me change. God, if you give me, I'll be missionary. You start lying. Let's just go to your initial philosophy. For what reason do you need what you, you want? So I had a friend of mine, and I had, ah, you have this, you have this. My friend, you are joking. Me, if I have this, the pictures that I'll be having, the things that I'll be having, I said, man, cool down. You even don't have pictures. You even don't have, I say, man, me, I, I know the reason why I need this. I'm a writer. I type a lot. I write a lot. I need, and I'm a musician. I need quality things to be listening to quality things so that I don't affect my hearing senses when it comes to music. Because what you hear, that is what you produce. So I need things that are nice quality. I need good headset. I need, so I, I, I can't just have this and start doing whatever you, what you are seeing. So we are totally different. So me, I'm not seeing pictures. I'm not seeing things. So I, I, I'm not seeing that. Do you know what you can do with this phone? Yes, but I know the reason why I'm using this. It's because it fa facilitates me, facilitating me to do what I want. So for that reason, if you ask me, can I use a little bit of your laptop? Ah, no, I don't want because the purpose is different. If you use it in this way and you crash it, so you affect, for me, I can say you affect my, my, my whole life. Because there is a reason why I was entrusted in this by God. And I'm using it for his glory. There are a lot of things I'm doing with it. So besides that, I shut it down. I sleep. But for another person, ah, do you know the kind of games you can put on these things? I'm telling you. <laughs> Let's come back to the why do we need what? What is your heart beating for? The series is continuing. We'll talk about all these things. We'll be instructed. Then so what? What's next? Set your heart on the things above. Set your heart on the things above. Do not leave or let anything dominate in your heart. Do not enthrone anything beside God. So once God is elevated in your heart, anything that comes into that heart will be submitted to the rulership of God. If you had different philosophy when it comes to money and other things and the possessions, Start revising. Give it the next step of your life that you need right now. Have you involved God? Have you, have you consulted God? What is the share of God? Are you going to glorify him with your next step that you are taking? Or you just want to be fine? I just want to be free. You know, in this life, you just need to be fine. Fine. That same freedom can take you back to the same prison. You'll be fine. God will give you at your heart. Integrity is needed. So we are worshiping God. 
where is your money? God can ask you, oh, you have come. Where, where is your money? Ah, no, God, no, first, when I was coming here, even the transport, it is Lin who took me from the, from a car, in a car. So for me, uh, just understand. You know that I bring all these cables together. So I'm given in a lot of areas. So just take, there is no excuse. Let's clean our heart and make it a holy ground. Thank you.